Well, uh, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch here. It's good to have you with me. It is a wonderful evening here uh, in Northwest Ohio. Uh, the temperatures just couldn't be more perfect, and uh, I'm just so thankful to uh, to have you with me as we uh, as we continue our journey this week. And you know, I uh, as I uh, thought uh, about uh, our time here tonight, and just kind of looking ahead. Uh, it just amazed me, I guess, that, you know, when we, when we think about our relationship with Christ and this th- this journey we find ourselves on and how we become so easily distracted every day that we, we, we end up, you know, just kind of, I don't even know if it's the word wandering is right, but we just, we just end up in some places that we just, you know, I don't know about you, but I just wonder, you know, how do we ever get to where we are and how do we ever get to, to what we're experiencing and and this focus that we need in this relationship with God is, is so paramount to the rest of our, our lives, from from our relationships to our to our jobs to our careers to whatever else we're going through. It's it's so uh, so important because life is so frail, and and life is so fleeting that the only thing we have, the only promise we have, is, is eternity and. And I hope that that for you, that's been uh, been something at least at some level that you're you're working through or or looking to uh, to to kind of explore. And uh, you know, for for myself and and uh, where I'm at in life, I guess I could say I've uh, just you know I've witnessed a lot of transformation in people's lives over the last several weeks and. And this 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 certainty of what God gives to us is is so important to have that that without it we end up well I tell you what we can just end up really really struggling to try and make sense of life to try and make sense of what we're going through and and how how and and maybe it's more of a why question but but just what do we do and and what do we do when things just don't make sense what do we do when when we just oh, we just wish it was different. And, and so yeah, I want to kind of continue that kind of conversation a little bit more here tonight and um, just look at what it what it is that that this focus of that we we're called to do and going to touch a little bit more on what Paul writes in, in Philippians, because I think it's so it's so beautiful when we uh, especially when we face trials uh, of all sorts. And I was I was looking at a, a passage in Psalms. I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Psalm 23 is just a beautiful text, but but how it's so uh, it, it connects in so many different ways that David gives to us. I'm going to touch a little bit on that tonight, and so it's great to have you here with me. I see my neighbors are watching, and uh, um, I hope and pray that you both are doing well. And and you know, just throughout life, we we're just all blessed in one way or another, even through trials. And so I'm just excited to be with you. And so with that said, let's get started here tonight on the front porch.
Well, again, great to great to be with you. You know, in the uh, in Paul's letter to the church of Philippi, he touches on a lot of things. But the one I, I touched on last night about this focus that we're called to, to to have and to lead in our lives, which is the focus on Christ, and and how it is so so important in our daily walk of faith. Because here's why: you know, we all are going to face some trial. We're all going to face some struggle that we're going to. Uh, go through whether it's whether it's jobs whether it's families whether it's uh, careers I mean it's just a, a myriad of things but when we have Christ in our lives when we truly have that relationship with Jesus it begins to doesn't it doesn't erase those trials but it allows us the strength at least I feel at, at a level to to get through what we're what we're wrestling with and so um, I, I hope you heard that last night and and, you know, Paul continues this throughout this, really this third chapter, which I think is a, a beautiful uh, text. But but he says, you know, in it that, that what's behind us all, that, that part that, that kind of we go with is that, you know, we, we have to stop allowing that to be the, uh, the controlling factor in, in our walk of faith, that, and what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of things that Paul touches on. One in particular I want to uh, pull up here and share with you is verse verse 7. He says in verse 7, he says, Whatever gains I had, these have come to regard as losses because of Christ. Now, let's, let's uh, parse this out a little bit. So he talks about the gains that he's gained. Well, these are the things that the world has given to him. These are the things that world the world has provided to him. And then he says... I look at those though as as a loss because of what Christ promises, which is which is the gift of grace, which is life eternal with Him. Because of this knowledge that that Jesus, for for all that Jesus did, all that He taught, all that He uh, healed and saved, and all those miracles, all of that is is really for for nothing if not for His suffering. Because it is that suffering that. That Paul says he gains Christ so that in him, in him, he is set free. But it's his faith in Jesus that is important. So if we think about this in our own lives, in our own kind of journeys of faith, for example, one of the things that we have to, I think, look at the world is is through the eyes of God and what God sees in this world, which is not the... Uh, negativity or, or the uh, uh, disappointment that some of us face or, or the what ifs, but it's about in the midst of what is happening, what is the impact that God can do? What is the uh, uh, negative stuff, right? That's the stuff we need to pull away and look at the positive things of what God provides. Because when we begin to I think just hold those negative things at a, at a higher level, a higher value. Well, then it controls us. It begins to uh, sh- almost pull us off the path that God wants for us. So, uh, example might be this: um, we're going through life, and we're working hard, and and we're and we're putting all our efforts in, and we're we're, we're just doing everything we can to succeed at, at, uh, at life. And then let's just take our career, for example. And then someone comes along and does better than us 
is is promoted ahead of us or is is hired to replace us and and we wonder why what did we do wrong and even if we you know we look at our lives and we say I, i've done nothing wrong I've worked hard. I should get the promotion, but we were passed over for some reason. And and what Paul alludes to in some way is that is that we can't let that negativity that surrounds that moment to to derail us from what God calls us. In other words, let's say that that happens, and maybe it's a signal that maybe this is no longer the job for us, and we need to change and do something new, because in that newness we'll we'll be able to succeed even better than we are. Or maybe we've put so much effort into this, this job, this career, that we've missed time with our families. We've sacrificed something we shouldn't be sacrificing. Because Paul points to two things, I think, in this third chapter. He says, one, we must forget the, the failures of the past, those, those, those mistakes that, that we have done. Because the truth is, uh, all of us, every single one of us, will have things we've failed at. We'll have things we've fallen short of. We'll have the sins that, that, that go with us. But, but because of Christ and our faith in him, those, those sins have been buried by the blood of Christ. Right? Christ's blood has is, is washed it away, the grace given to us. And, and so we don't have to hold on to those roadblocks anymore. Now, the other part that, that is, I think, sometimes a struggle is, is our success we have to avoid as well. So take the take the opportunity for a career, for example, right? You're doing well in your job. You're putting in all your effort and you're just not getting the acknowledgement you feel you deserve. And so you become frustrated. You want to just give up. Well, what we've done is we've elevated ourselves to a level that maybe isn't possible and maybe isn't even desirable by God for us because God's working for us was not even that we were going to be successful at our job, but that we were there for another reason. You see, it's it's not getting stuck, but it's allowing ourselves to move forward. Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze there. Um, there's a story of a man who was a who who was a runner. And, and he ran and he ran. In fact, he was actually the first man to ever run a mile under four minutes. And there was a, a rival of his who um, uh, lived somewhere on the other side of the world. Uh, this gentleman was in Europe, the other one on the other side of the world. And he heard about this. And so he trained and actually ended up beating his time by like a half a second or something. And, and so he got frustrated, the, the original man from, from Europe somewhere. So they, he challenged his rival to a race. And, they, and he ended up, uh, as they were running, uh, fell behind very quickly. Uh, his rival was way out in front. And they would, they would uh, trade blows, if you will, changing positions. But, but towards the end of the race, his rival had gained a little bit more of an advantage but right before the end, his rival turned and looked back and upon doing so, slowed down. And this man ended up being able to race past him and win the race. Now, now he was split second win, but it was still a win nonetheless. And the, and the point of that story is that when we focus backwards, we can't go forward as fast as we want. We can't go forward as smooth as we want. And, and, and that's why, you know, when we have successes and we have failures, 
it's great that when we had a success and it's and it's a learning opportunity when we have a failure, but that those things that were back here have to have to stay back here and we move forward. And and I will tell you, I, I can be very strong. I can struggle with that from time to time. I can want to lean on my successes and just uh, hold on to those and, and avoid my, my failures or or not focus on those. Uh, sometimes even obsessing even in, 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 too much. I, I do both. But what I have discovered is that is that Satan uses those things, both successes and failures, to distract us, to distract me from what God has called me into. I mean, think about Paul, right? He had a, he had a very violent past. He, he condemned, he persecuted Christians. Uh, he killed Christians. But instead of Instead of focusing on that past, he focused on what God had called him into, which was to share the gospel. He didn't allow any of that stuff, even even being successful at persecuting Christians, to deter what God had now called him into, which was to share the gospel message with the world. With the world. Because we do not want to get stranded in that place of looking over our shoulders at what is behind us. And it's very easy to do. It's very easy to, to sit in that sense. Because if, if we do, if we continue to look back, we can never see what the possibilities are ahead of us. We can never see what, what, what might happen to us. Yes, and I think we have to acknowledge that, that sometimes we do have to look back to see the lessons of our past so that we can celebrate the successes with humility, but we can't uh, get marooned. We can't stay there, you see. We have to be willing to go forward. And that's what God, I believe, calls us to do, is to continue to look forward to what, what he's doing in the midst of everything. And I can say, I guess, with a little bit of certainty on this because I've, I've witnessed it and, and I've been praying a lot for, for, for families in our community because there's been a lot of death. And, and, and some of these deaths have been, uh, while some have been expected, others have been very tragic and heartbreaking. Uh, truth be told, they're all heartbreaking. But I hope for folk is that they, they don't get into the what ifs. What if we had uh, had, you know, maybe a few more days, maybe a few more weeks? What, what if we could have uh, got them help sooner? Or, or, you know, what if we had you know, been vaccinated? I know a few folks that died of COVID, tragically. I, I mean, all of these things that we that we wonder about and we ask ourselves, these, these moments of what ifs. We can get there. And for the for the families directly that have lost loved ones, I want them to know that it's okay to wonder. It's okay to, to celebrate. It's okay to acknowledge that what is there. But it's 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 so that we can use that to move forward. It's so that we can use that to, to project ourselves ahead. Because that's what God wants us to do. He doesn't say forget. He doesn't say uh, ignore. He just says move forward. Stop being marooned. Because that's where he wants us to go. Where he has for us. That's our 
his plans for you. Because in all of it, there will always be suffering in the Bible, the world we live in. We can try and hide from it all we want. It's going to be there. And so it's how we look ahead through it to see the glory that God has painted, the beauty that God has given. Whether it's death or whether it's some other loss or suffering, what do we do to go forward? What do we do to step ahead in this life that we live? My friend is here and he's clawing at me. I think he wants to wants to say hi to everyone. Don't you, friend? Yeah. And so how do we, as the body of Christ, how will we acknowledge that the things that we learn day in and, and day out not only will teach us, but will inspire us to continue to walk forward. I want to pray for us tonight that, and there's several families that are, that are facing loved ones who are approaching the end of their earthly journeys, and I want to pray for them tonight especially. But, um, but for those families, I want you to hear this. When, when death does come, when the loss of a loved one from this time and is, is upon you. I want you to grieve. I want you to cry. And I want you to remember with joy the gift God gave you for as long as it was. And acknowledge that in that grief there is joy. And it's in that joy how we move forward. Lord, be with you. Loving Father, tonight here on the front porch, we give thanks to you. We give thanks to you, Lord, for the gift, for the grace that you give to us, for the, for the ability, Lord, to, to focus our lives on you, the gifts that you give, for the opportunity, Lord, to to just acknowledge our frailty, but acknowledge our brokenness and our need for you. To help us focus forward and not backwards. To not forget the lessons we can learn, to grow from those. Yet in that growth, the gaze is ahead. And we take with us the memories the experiences, the testimonies of life. And we continue to allow your Holy Spirit to lift us up, to learn and to grow as your children, so that tomorrow is better than today. Lord, pour that on us now. Give that to us all, each and every one of us. For the storms of life are intense, Lord. Just ask for your grace and your blessing. All of this, Lord, I give thanks to you. I give thanks to you and your Son, Jesus Christ. For it is through him that we are blessed. It is through him that we celebrate. All of this is in the beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, look ahead in your life. Focus on that which God has given you. That's the relationship with him.
that through his son Jesus Christ, we are all healed. We all have a beautiful focus ahead. I thank you, friends, for uh, stopping by on an absolutely gorgeous evening. If you haven't been out yet, get out. Sit on your porch. The breeze might be chilly. Boy, it's good it's here. Well, thanks for stopping by here at the front porch tonight, my friends. May God bless and keep each of you safe. May you see the face of Christ. Good night.